0: I've been doing this thing with Wordle that I saw someone else do on my timeline where you have to like, it's no longer about getting the lowest score. It's about getting the word while also trying to create a poem.
1: Oh, I like that.
0: It's cool. It's fucking hard. Really hard. Yeah, really hard. Did you but you Wordle
2: neat. has a hard mode?
1: Yeah, I yeah, saw it someone... Yeah, it just doesn't tell you the other day.
0: It, it
2: doesn't it doesn't tell you something. Maybe yellow letters. Um,
0: I think I believe it's that. I'll double check.
2: There's not much else it tells you <laughs> except green yeah. letters. Uh we should clap. Welcome everybody to the Minimap cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. The first one for 2022. Uh, My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me is June Williams. Hello. And Jeremy Bratatich.
0: Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's 2020. Again. (laughs) What? You see that joke that was going around that was going to be... 2020-2, Twenty twenty two because it's just the <laughs> sequel to twenty twenty.
2: But we had is the sequel it... to twenty twenty last year. It twenty twenty. That month. was
0: that was the same year. That's all been one big year, and then this is just the return of twenty 2020.
1: twenty. So twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three will just be twenty twenty two times two.
2: Does that make sense? Is this this like Final Fantasy X 2? Like, what's a little bit?
0: (laughs) Next year is actually 2020
2: Remake (laughs) Integrate. 2023 Zodiac Age. (laughs) Episode Intermission. Um, Well, you you said something before when we were talking about dates and stuff like that. We're halfway through January. We're more than halfway through January. I don't really know where any of that time went. (laughs) How about you guys?
1: I feel like the first half of January is always. Liminal, anyway, because it's like getting back into work. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like it has gone faster this year.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: As, as someone who didn't stop going to work, it's felt also the same, weirdly enough. Anyway, right.
2: Well, because you were you were part of the like skeleton crew for a bit, right? Like leading into Christmas and New Year, because like your workplace, a lot of people took time off, but you were still there. Yeah,
0: yeah I I worked so I could not use leave and sort of get out of the house for a bit. My family's in Melbourne, so, like, you know, allows the people who don't have family in... Or, rather, who have family not in Melbourne to, to leave. Um. And so, yeah, I was just going to work, drinking instant coffee out of a Halo mug, Uh and ordering burgers directly to my workplace because the cafe around the corner was closed.
2: And playing... Mario Kart Live. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: We have, a, we have a big warehouse at work. And so I was like, like making jokes that I was going to bring the Mario Kart Live home circuit to work, set up a course and race around it. And people who are my superiors at the company were like, you should do that. Definitely do <laughs> that and film it and show me the video when you're done. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I did that. So I made a ramp with a forklift, uh, made tunnels with cardboard, Move under desks. It was great. It it so did cool. look great. We we, cool.
2: we were hanging out on Zoom one day and Jeremy did, <laughs> Jeremy set up his phone on his laptop to like show what the switch was showing him. Yeah. So we we are like we're, we're getting the view from like between Jeremy's legs of Jeremy's switch screen <laughs> and also the wider warehouse. And every now and then we just in the far distance we just see the little we just see Mario go, <laughs> <laughs> well, watching it on the little screen, it was very funny.
0: It's also funny because that thing, like, it's got different speeds, but you have to unlock the, the the faster speeds, and to do that, you just have to win races. And so, I just set up all four gates just in like a plus configuration, and just drove around in the cir- like in a circle. And so, each race took me like twenty seconds to so just go around and, around and around and around. And the the computer didn't really know how to handle it, and so it just like made me win every single time (laughs) yeah so
2: ah well let's get into the the order of things uh this is minimap.com.au's weekly podcast uh i already said that um you can go to minimap.com.au to find all of our podcasts all other episodes of this podcast um we've got a a game club as well as our kissability pop culture ranking podcast what's Um, it called carrie it's called the pecking order no, 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 the other Oh, one. and the Game Club podcast, if, if you've seen the update to the feed, the Game Club podcast has been renamed and rebranded to Minidisc. Uh, that means a couple of things for you, actually. So it means the uh, previously GameSplitters podcast, the Minidisc podcasts, are no longer on their own feed. They are now a part of the Minimapcast feed.
0: Do you get it? Minidisc? It's like... It's like mini map discussion, mini, mini discussion, mini, mini di,
2: mini oh, disc. I, I didn't know that actually. Yeah, I didn't know really? that either. That, no. was the, that was the whole, that was what
0: I came up with I it. I thought you that just was... liked
2: mini discs. A mini disc, oh, like a mini disc. I do like,
0: I do like mini discs and that's why I made the, the logo like a mini disc, but also, yeah, it's mini discussion. <laughs> mini
1: discussion. Mini map
2: discussion. Okay. I like it. Disc. I that's like it good. much more now. v yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy made a great logo for it <laughs> as well. Um. But, yeah, that's all part of the Minimap Cast feed now. So, that's on this feed. So, prior to this episode, you'll see a glut of mini discs. That's our back catalog. They're all there now for you. We've got Tacoma and What Remains of Edith Finch and Uncharted Lost Legacy and Pyre and Catherine. So many games there. Uh, formative discussions, the start of Minimap, really, uh, is in that feed. So. It was before it was Minimap. Exactly. So, uh, you can check those out. Uh, you can also. What am, I, what am I trying to say here? What am I? Yeah, all future episodes of Mini Disc will be uploaded to the feed uh, as like bonus episodes. So it'll still be Mini Maticast, you know, episode 89, 90, 91, 92. And then it'll just be like Mini Disc thrown in there when we get one ready. Um, speaking of our other podcasts as well, uh, we have an, unrecord, uh, rather an unreleased episode. Well, actually, <laughs> for both of them, we've, we've, we we've found out we've got an unreleased mini disc <laughs> waiting there, which we forgot about. So that one will be out at some point. Um, this week, we'll also release the Crazy Frog uh, Pecking Order podcast, as well as Minimap Cast number 66. Now, do either of you remember what this one actually was?
0: No, I just remember the
2: headaches no. after it.
1: 66? How long ago was that?
2: So, for reference, this is Minimap Cast episode 89.
1: Oh, fuck. Okay.
2: No. So it was half a year ago. Yeah. It was the week after June borrowed my PS5 and played through Ratchet Uh. and Clank. And we recorded about an hour of the first half of the episode and then stopped the recording and restarted it. And that's when we found out that June's computer can no longer be trusted to record on its own. (laughs) And it cut cut out about 75% of the content. Um, of what June said. So I've been stitching that together as best as I can. Um, that's coming out this week. So a fair bit of content for our first week back for uh, 2022. I almost said 2017. I don't know why. <laughs> 2022. I wish. Um, so, yeah, if you want to support us, you can rate the show positively. Uh I'll remind everyone that uh, Spotify has also just recently included ratings as well as a follow button, as well as a follow button. Um so if you want to support us, uh, that's a great way to do it on Spotify. Uh, just listen to a few episodes or mark a few as played if you if you've listened to them but not on that service, and give it a positive rating. That would help us out a lot. Uh, you can also support us monetarily at Patreon.com/MiniMapAU if you want to do that for us. Uh, also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv song from their YouTube channel as the music for the MiniMap Cast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music. You can uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com uh, What do we want to start with here? We've got... We, there's, there's not that... We've got two new games and then two old games. Jeremy, I want to hear your new game first.
0: Okay. Let me talk about Bloodborne. <laughs> um.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, I have been playing a game called Buck up and drive <laughs> now Buck up and drive is a I, I saw I saw the trailer for it. I think I think Jeff Garab tweeted the trailer of it or tweeted a uh, tweeted a clip of it and the, the clip was a three like a, a 3d stylized into 2d fighting game in between two cars that were like hitting each other but while they were both driving on a track, and not like a, not like how Need for Speed you can like battle cars like by bumping to each other while you're still racing. It, like I, like, I mean like they're like hitting each other and they're like they're both not at all using any sort of like like actual physics. It's it's all like it's like a like in a fighting. Mad Max kind of way or uh n- not quite. Sort of more like a like an actual like punch each other kind of way (laughs) um as well as it's got like a like like a run mode which is similar to like outrun um where you will go through the track and you've got a time that's counting down and you got to sort of like hit other cars and hit the gates and then there's like zones
2: i've shared it on screen for you june if you want to see it yeah
0: Mm. um I will grab the um, tweet as well so you can see that.
2: Um, What was it? It's so stylish.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like it.
2: Like the the action lines and how every... Like, it's definitely 3D, but it looks like... The way it's, like, cell shaded with all of the, like, hard Mm. black borders around everything, around every edge is... It's really cool. This looks way better than what I was watching you play on Discord the other day, just, like, quality-wise, just watching an actual video. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah,
0: because it's, like, it's it's very, it's very arcade in the sense where there's, like, it's a lot of the same repeating textures, like, all the way throughout. That creates this really weird, like, kind of, like, genuine 3D, like, mode 7, almost, where, like, you're going through um, what looks like a... Um, like, if you were to screenshot it, it looks like a 2D game, even though it is in 3D, um, which which is kind of like, a, it's it's a weird effect. Um, but yeah, so I, w- I was playing it, and the, the there's a lot of really cool things in it. Like, the music was genuinely pretty good, even though there was one song that was repeating the entire time. Really? Um, it was Yeah, like, it, but it's like a good song, so I didn't really mind that as much, but also the, the tricks are really, really whack, because you have to, like, really mash keys to do it, and um, There is also like races that you can do in between, um, there's also races you can do in between um, certain zones where another car will come and you have to like properly uh, like just do the things that will build up your boost and build up your speed so that you can beat the car.
2: That's like a challenge you're approaching, right? Wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I I, want to say it's like every five zones. Um, And then there is also the the extra player versus player fighting game mode as well, which is such a funny addition. Um, I I want it like I don't know this at all, but I want to say that this version of the game with the fighting in the fighting mode was probably something that they fucked around with just a little bit while not making this game and then realized it worked and then threw it in as an extra mode. That's what it feels like to me, because it's not super fleshed out. It's just, like, very funny that it exists.
1: you think it would be possible uh, to do this in real life? I mean, like, obviously not to this scale, but, like, <laughs> why can't we make cars fight each other in real life?
0: We, I mean, we have demolition derbies.
1: Like, they exist. Oh, true. True. That I does exist already. You're right.
2: The, the thing with that setting with with the buck up and drive setting is it's like they're still driving forward and then like slamming into each other and like jumping on each other and spinning yeah. around like yes i think that's quite difficult to like have that speed up slow down get next to slam the side and then keep driving forward the whole time
0: <laughs> yeah yeah um and not if you're, not a, good not if you're a good driver not if you're a good driver very true yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like I, I, I played a, bu- a bunch of it and it's really fun. Um, backup and drive is like $12 on steam. Um, as well as there is a button in the settings menu. Now what this button does is it, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you what it does, which I think is very funny. There's an LGBT flag toggle option. And so what it does is like, you think about it and immediately your mind goes to like being able to turn off LGBT flags, which sounds shitty, when really what it actually does is make every flag and billboard in the game LGBT flags, which is <laughs> so much better. Because what that means is anybody who went into that setting hoping to turn those off suddenly was inundated with it, um, and people got really mad, which was so fucking funny. Um, th- I've, I've got some, um, some screenshots here of... Uh, some Steam reviews, which is very funny. Um, one of them saying you can do quarter circle inputs while drifting to attack cops, and then <laughs> edit. Discover that the LGBT flag toggle does not remove the flags, and instead toggles whether or not every single billboard is an LGBT flag. What a power move! Um, <laughs> it's 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 genuinely really really good. Um, as well as things like. Uh, went through the settings to start with, and if there's a flag, billboard toggle that is set to off as default, which seems like a good medium between having it in the game or not, except it didn't work, which is this person being, one, very stupid, and two, completely wrong. Um yep. <laughs> So it's... it. The reception to it has been... Uh, hilarious, to say at <laughs> least. Um, I don't know. This game is sick. I, I Like, I literally saw a trailer of it and then bought it, like... I want to say, like, an hour later. Um it is very, like, that kind of, like, I've, I was talking about this in the past, but it reminds me of, like, what fake video games look like. Um, Like, you, do you ever see, like, a TV show in, like, the early 2000s and, like, someone's playing a video game and it's not a real video game? Mm. It's and a 3D so
2: render that they've thrown together. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, this sort of looks like that, which is really cool because I love anything that can capture that very specific style of not real product but is real product because then it's really fascinating to play um which then reminded me of that um uh that other game that i played afterwards carrie that you looked at when i don't i don't have the like the brain power to look at this right now which which was post avoid which i've spoken about in the past which is that roguelike first person shooter with lo-fi crunchy graphics and just sensory overload. It's an visuals. absolute
2: assault on my eyes. Yeah. And the and the, the Discord streaming bitrate as well. It was just not having it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, it's Buck Up and Drive is real good.
2: Very it's real fun. It looked it was so silly. Like seeing a fighting car game. I I don't know. They've done it really well. I think it's really yeah. good. Yeah. It was fun to watch you play too. Uh I'm going to jump in here, mm. I'm going to talk about one of Jeremy's games of the year for 2021. Um, I was isolating preventatively uh, from Sam a couple of weeks ago, and so I was making sure I was, like, streaming on Discord, and we were still kind of hanging out in the evenings and stuff like that, and one thing I was playing was Death's Door, because everyone on Discord, you know, you, like, you, Jeremy, and... Byron and Ollie basically everyone got on board was like, Hey, this game's fantastic. Hey, I've completed this game. I couldn't stop playing it. Hey, this game's great. Hey, I've 100% of this game because I really loved it. Yep, I was like, Fine, I'll get Death's Door. Um, this isn't a game of the year for me. Uh, it is very good though. It's very lovely. June, do, do you know much about it?
1: Yeah, my sister also picked it up in isolation like two weeks ago and finished it so nice. uh, she was playing a bit when i was with her mm. not in isolation but before that um yeah it looks very cute i yeah. have considered buying it but i have not done that i bought inscription instead so one well, of my other game of the years yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> one of the, one of the two games that you played the week before have we recorded that podcast <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um so that's cool. We we know a bit about it. Jeremy went into fairly fairly uh, in-depth uh, description of the game uh, in our Game of the Year roundup. So if you want to know more about it, you can head to that episode. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. I, I got through the first two bosses a couple of weeks ago while Sam was isolating and I kind of hadn't picked it up since uh, until last night where I picked it up, beat the third boss and then opened death's door and beat the boss in there. I won't spoil what happens there. Um And that that wasn't the end of the game, but it was close to the end of the game. And so it got to a bit where they were like, Go, do the final thing. And I was like, eh, it's eleven thirty, I'm trying to go to bed on time. We're recording. I'm, I'm out. I'm not I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna be like, oh one try and then we'll see how far it like I was like, nah. That's yeah, it.
0: That, 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 that's a good <laughs> That's a good, like, are you up to the final fight or are you just been told about it?
2: Just been told about it. They were like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That, go do this now. And I was like, nah, this is a good move. You map. made the
0: right call because you've got another like another area to go through.
2: Okay, excellent, good. Um, so, yeah, it's really good in a lot of subtle ways, I think. The feel is fantastic. Like, rolling around and the hitting is good. Um, it's kind of soul's light in that, like, your attacks are quite quick, but they still commit you to, like, a movement in the same way that Souls does, but just with, like, far less, like, wind-up animation and commitment to the tweak thing. Everything's quite fast, I think, um, which is a positive, I want to say. Um, the art style is absolutely stunning. The music's fantastic. There's a song. There's a song. I found the um, the Town of the Free Crows, I think. Right. And there's a there's this gorgeous piano song playing on top it's it's stunning uh, the way the world opens up when you get each more ability you know that's a that's a Taylor's always time it works really well in this game I do I do find that I get lost quite easily in this game because like to go a certain path is very like snaky and windy um, and I know a big part of this game is sort of exploring every area once you've got everything unlocked but it's really hard to kind of keep track of where all the individual like, extra things you might want to find are. I, like, I'd kind of really appreciate a map.
0: I'm, I would love a map. I'm, yeah. I'm in complete agreement.
2: Um, just because there's so much that they want you to go back for or they want you to explore yep. thoroughly. And it's really easy. Like, yesterday, I was just trying to find how to get to the third area, and I ended up back at the tutorial zone accidentally. I'm like, man, what am I? <laughs> all right. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, if I go back and do the collect everything, like, I'm I'm going with a guide. I'm not going to even yeah. bother trying to just do it on my own.
2: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think one of the shining parts of this game, and again, it's in a very understated way, is the writing and the dialogue. Um, it's very sort of... You know, Donut County has that sort of internet culture thing, like cranked up to eleven, right? Where they give you like the memification of everything. Like, it, it I don't know. There's, there's a, just a style to it that's so overt and is really fun. Um, this, this isn't anywhere near that, but it's, it's so like quietly silly. Like how yeah. there's ball plot the the security guard. Um, <laughs> And Steadhorn, the, 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 the gravekeeper, and...
0: With a head of stone. Yeah. Steadhorn.
2: Uh, I met Jamison the other day, who's a, a, a chef, who's basically just Octodad. It's just this octopus clinging onto this like dummy of a human and trying to pretend to be a human serving soup. And every time Jamison serves soup and t- gives you hints about secrets in the game they always serve you squid soup and it's like you just what what is happening here <laughs> um that was going to be
1: my question It's like who's your favorite guy
2: yeah it's tricky the bob the bard is pretty fun listening to bobs uh what what would you call them? Uh, Sonnets. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> our tributes to 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 the journey. Uh, it's so fun. Like it's the same song every time, and the same animations, and it's just like five lines that all rhyme at the end. But they're all quite clever. And Sam was sitting there going like, "Oh no, these are so like kind of half groaning, half appreciating them." And then the animation. There's the the one where 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 Barb's like looking around and they just look yeah. straight at the camera, <laughs> like. It, <laughs> It's so silly and fun. Um Yeah. No, I, I really like it. Like the one you're talking about, Jeremy, where they introduce the second boss and it gives you all of the boss's titles and it just fills up the screen with with text. It gets uh, a word count. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's hard to come up with individual things because it's it's not every conversation. The conversations aren't that frequent, but then when they hit, they hit. I think, I think
0: it's very disarmingly funny.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's really understated. It really, it's really charming. I I like it a lot. Um, It's a certain character you meet inside death's door. I don't want to spoil much, but there's a, it's a characterization of a, of a very familiar character trope. That's fantastic. It's just so cute and funny. And, you know, it just is the way it is. And it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad I'm playing it. It's, you know, it, I kind of spent like 10 days away from it and I didn't feel like going back to it immediately. And then I loaded it up yesterday and, you know, I played all night. So, you know, it's good. It's fun. It, Yeah. I don't know. It's, I, I don't know if I'd feel differently about it if I wasn't playing it with this weird isolation, making sure I play played over Discord and making sure my sound was coming through okay, which was a bit of a juggle for a while. Like, I don't know if that colored it. It probably did. Um, but yeah, it's a good game
0: yeah like when I was playing it, I was melting into just the couch while I was doing it, yeah um, and every now and again my housemate would come in and just sort of like be on her phone while she was sort of semi watching and then every now and again like a conversation would happen, and she'd just put down her phone and just read the conversation that was happening, and like just she was just enjoying it as much as I was, and mm-hmm. then while I was back to playing the game, she'd then just go back to being on her phone um which so it's like it it knows how to capture you. Mm. um when it when it wants to right like it's 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 conversations are very they are quite nuanced in terms of it's like they're very like 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 i said before like they are disarming but they're also quite emotionally disarming because they they know how to just like just a little bit just dig the knife that really like makes you feel like, oh, okay, right. Like they they, they really capture that um, genuine feeling that characters are going through. Um, like I don't know if you like I I think you have to in the game, Kerry. You you did you uh, take in the conversations between the old lords?
2: Yes, you yes. actually don't like, have to. Like I missed oh, okay. one of them and I had to double back to it.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, I loved that part. I thought like all those lords are really interesting and really helped build out the world in a way that was like I didn't expect, they didn't need to do, but I'm glad they did and it was very effective. Yep. Um, I, I, I really quite enjoyed that part, just seeing the history of the world through the spirits of old kings.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, so. I'm going to I'm gonna jump in with my next one. Unless, June, do you have anything you want to jump in with?
1: No. You're good.
2: Okay. Uh, let's save. Let's save the Bloodborne minute for the for the end of this <laughs> little section. <Bloodborne laughs> the week. The weekly Bloodborne minute. <laughs> um, the other thing I did is I finally decided to finish Horizon Zero Dawn, partially because you know we're getting close to Forbidden West, um, but Zero Dawn, I have a really weird relationship with this game I've played it for so long I think I was saying to Jeremy I don't remember if this is on a podcast or somewhere else but I was playing the Frozen Wilds DLC most recently this was probably about 3 or 4 months ago I like picked it up I was like I'll finish the DLC and then I'll keep um, mainlining the story of the main game um, and I got to this bit where they were like oh you need to prove yourself to the tribe go take out in this bandit camp find 9 pigments across the whole area and something else that seemed really boring. Go to the hunting ground, I think. And it gave me all those three things to do. I was like, man, I've done so much of this game's, like, like checkboxing. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in doing this. Um, so that's what kind of made me check out. Uh, when I got my new monitor um, just after Christmas, I loaded up Horizon. It was gorgeous, and so I wanted to play a bit more. And I did one of those checkbox things. And it turns out you didn't need to do all three of them. You just need to do one of them. Then you can move on. So that was fantastic. Uh, that kind of energized me to keep going. So I finished the DLC, which was really good. Um, nearly made me cry. It was very good, very well acted, voice acted. Um, very long kind of final section. And then I finally got to the story of the main game. I didn't do any side stuff in the main game once I got out of the DLC. I just mainlined the story. Um and I also, something I also did one day because I was like, I, I played a bunch and then I'm like, there's a lot I've forgotten here because it turns out I started this game four and a half years ago and there's like 50 hours of gameplay between then, there and then plus also four and a half years of my life. Um, so I went, I went and I looked up like Horizon the movie on YouTube and I just re-watched the beginning of the game up to where I was which was actually quite fun and it was a really well-made video I was watching. Um, and it helped me remember some of the characters from where you come from originally, which was quite helpful because they turn up at the end. Um, so yeah, then I mainlined the story. Um, this game's story is really, really good, really good. Um, like in a, a like like a good sci-fi way. Like I really appreciate like a like the sci-fi dystopian sort of seeing what happened and them explaining. Why the world is the way it is now, and how it was before, and and when you fill out the pieces of how it all came together, Jeremy's nodding his head so vigorously it might fall off. Um, it really, it really comes together quite satisfyingly, and you you become quite invested with all the characters that are introducing you to with and and how they all you know die because spoilers, the whole world dies. <laughs> you know, yep. it's the post post apocalypse. Um, June, I'm trying to remember, did you? finish Horizon?
1: No, I never finished it. I got uh, maybe a quarter of the way in. Right. And then didn't touch it again. So, no, but I do want to eventually play it on PS5 if I ever get a PS5. So
2: stunning on PS5. It's Mm. like for a game that came out in 2017 for them to have just made like a, you know, the sort of PS4 Pro Plus mode, you know, where it's like, we could tell it's running on PS5, but it's the PS4 app. It's gorgeous. It's so amazing, especially if you've got like a 4K display and you're in the frozen area, you're in the snow, the snow's coming down across and there's all of these blue crystal lights that the tribe people have and the fire in the distance and all of the colorful paints they've got on the, on the rocks and the walls. It's gorgeous. Just absolutely stunning. Like, if you, if you get the chance, it's really worth... Even if you just do it for 20 minutes, it's worth just popping in. Um, so, yeah, the story... The, the thing that pulled me through the ending and that I enjoyed the most about the game is what I enjoyed the most about the start of the game. I was kind of reminded of it. It was the setting and the characters um, and how they, how they wrote that story together. Like, I loved the whole... Um, uh, Aloy being brought up in a matriarchal society although she was an outcast for a while so then sort of discovering that matriarchal society I thought that was really interesting like seeing how different tribes mm-hmm. come together seeing how they mythologize the ancient technology that we can kind of understand and that Aloy understands because she's had a focus since she was so young like yep. those themes and that story and that setting and that and the the main conceit of the game is, I find it so engaging and so interesting and that's what really pulled me through and I enjoyed the most of the ending um, the more I played the game, I was thinking about why I fell off it originally. And I think it's because I just am not that big a fan of the gameplay. And I, and I checked this and I remember checking this a couple of times ago. I was like, maybe I'm playing on hard. Maybe I set it on hard like four and a half years ago. And so I've just been banging my head against the wall this whole time. And that's why I didn't enjoy it as much. But no, it's on normal. I'm on the normal combat difficulty setting, which I honestly think is too hard. For the majority of time. Because it takes so long to take down a, a, a robot, one of the creatures. And you you basically have to shoot them in their weak spot all the time. Which is fine, and it's satisfying. But there's usually like five weak spots on each creature, and you got to shoot them all. Or just pepper them with explosives if you've got them. And then run low on resources and have to go to trader and buy like 50 like tanks or whatever like i just i found the until i became super over leveled by doing the dlc and then going back to the main story i found the combat quite unsatisfying and i only found it the most satisfying towards the end when i was just too strong and things were only taking a few hits to go down or i was making a sizable difference when i was taking out those weak spots and it wasn't like okay you've taken them all out and it's still got health just smack it a bit i guess so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it's a bit of a tension there, I guess, in terms of my enjoyment of the game. I I hope it's if if I'm if I'm finding it similar in in the new game, I'll probably just put it on easy because I like yeah. it, it's it's fun, but I want it to be. I don't want it to be a slog, like it is. I don't want it to be a slog to just do combat. <laughs> I want it to be fun.
0: Yeah, I didn't really find. I found a couple of moments really difficult. But those are mostly the, like... Like the Stormhawk birds, for example. Sure. Like, and those are, like, done as, like, really difficult bosses. Yeah. Equivalent of. Um, I think the, the the part of the game I enjoyed the least... Was fighting the humans. Just because it was... I found that just boring. It was really bare um, bones, yeah. Yeah, like... you. They're a guy, you shoot him in the head. Um and so like it was I found like nearly all the time, like I I really quite enjoyed the the dismantling of the of the robo dinosaurs. Um and I think because I like I I didn't like I didn't really struggle with nearly all of it aside from the Stormhawks and aside from the ones that are buried underground.
2: Yeah. The rock the, the, crunches or something
0: yeah like rock rock gobblers, um, <laughs> <laughs> um something like that like the, the, they those ones were tricky and i think those ones were like those are just kind of bullshit enemies that weren't functioning as intended yeah because that like they would they would go through geometry that they shouldn't have been able to go through a lot um which i did not enjoy um i don't know yeah like i i, I remember there was a point in the game about halfway where you get like a big influx of information about the world yeah and it's 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 quite a it's quite an important moment in the story and I remember the moment that happened that was like the, oh like I'm done doing side quests like I'm gonna focus on the story because it was like I had such a genuine drive to like I want to know what happens next I want to know what happens next and I was I was doing side stuff up until that point but when that happened I was like no like I just like I it's it's like when you it's like when you get into a TV show that's already finished and you're like, well, I don't want to like, stop watching. I want to just keep watching. I want to know what happens. And so you then binge far more than you're supposed to.
2: Because um, you know you're going to get to a conclusion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because you like you can't quite see the end, but you know it exists. Um, and you know that things are pointing to, to something at this point. Um, and I, th- I think the game did that really well. Um, I think you like and like and I still mean this in the nicest way possible. I still think you played too much of that game. <laughs> um, and I yeah. I also don't genuinely quite know how. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you were d- doing. So, I for was that th- long,
2: I was thinking about it. Right, you know. So I played The Witcher Three by going to every question mark, right? And that was fun. And I never finished that game, but I played it for 80 hours.
0: I mean, most people didn't finish that game. That game, that game is extraordinarily long.
2: Yeah, right. Horizon has a thing with its map. It's a problem, I would say, in that it's got way too fucking much information on it. Like, by default, it shows you all of the uh monster like hunting grounds like each here's the strider location here's the broadhead location here's the sawtooth location here's the longleg location they're, they're, like it's the whole world right there's probably like 300 of those icons on the map and and all of them are ones that you can like discover and then there's the campfires so i would go around and i would try and discover each campfire because i was kind of like well i might need to fast travel back here at some point so i was like oh, just kind of zigzagging around the map <laughs> and trying to discover each <laughs> machine location. And then I was doing the side quests for ages and doing the hunting lodge. and Yeah. No, it's a bad way to play that game. But at the same time, it's a good way to play other games. You know what I mean? No. It's a, it, <laughs> this game bogged down the more I did that. Whereas I could do that in other games and still enjoy the main loop of it still enjoy the main mechanics of it and still press forward and feel like I was making progress. I, I look at the map of Horizon, even though I finished it now and I've got unlimited fast travel and um, and I've, I've got, I know where all the collectibles are because I've bought the collectibles maps. Even though I've got all of that, I still look at that map and just get exhausted. It's gigantic. There's so many icons. They're all sitting on top of each other. The, the map is so noisy. Um, so coming into it with my natural perspective is just, that's my natural inclination to just do it all. that, that that's, why it, that's why it happened the way it did. It's not a good fit for that game.
0: <laughs> no. And, and, you know, like, and I don't think that it's completely your fault. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming you for it because they are giving you the, the at least like, uh, n- not, like, intention, but they are giving you, like, the... They're giving you lanes to, to make that the way that you play that game, which is not how you're meant to play it. Yeah. Um, because there's no... There's no gratifying reward for it. Yeah. Um, it's it's there if you want to do it, which I appreciate the option, but it's, like... Like, like what does it add? Yep. Um, And, you know, like, it can add lore, it can add, you know... It can make the world feel bigger and stuff, which which is all good and fine. But it's like like what is it what is it really serving? Um, and I think that comes from I remember when this game was being showed off. I remember there was a trailer that Gorilla put out. It might have been a GDC breakdown, even, where they were talking about the game that they were making, which is not a game that Gorilla had ever made before, because previously up until this point they had made Killzone, right? Yeah. And then suddenly they're making this gorgeous open world robot dinosaur game. And they were really, really hammering that like this game, this game is an RPG and they were hammering health bars. They were hammering side quests. They were hammering numbers, like damage numbers. They were were doing a lot of this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. Because from this point, the trailers that we'd seen didn't have any UI And so, there was reason to believe it was a lot more Uncharted-like, where it was sort of a bit more linear, you'd go through sections and do some things, there wasn't a whole lot of open-world stuff being shown off. And I don't think that this game shouldn't have been open-world, but I do wonder, like, the reason they chose to add so many RPG elements, aside from, well, we're making an RPG, and an RPG has this element of baggage, which is, look, it, it it's a safer way of doing it, especially for a shooter that has never made an open-world game like this. Mm. um You know, they wanted to tick all the boxes to make people, like, know what this game was and not be sort of surprised. um But, yeah, like, th- they, they could have, I think, taken a bit more of a critical lens at the development of this game and the, the genres that they're invoking and go, okay, like, like, do damage numbers really benefit us? Do having dots over the map really benefit us um you know people used to compare the open world to to um horizon as like the best ubisoft open world um because the ubisoft open worlds are like they're what you said gary they are noise they are things everywhere um
2: but each thing that they show you on the map is a thing to go and do and a thing to go and collect and a thing to complete
0: Yes, and which is what has made some of the Assassin's Creed games and Far Cry games feel so bloated is that there's things fucking everywhere and yeah. there's no room to rest. Whereas uh, Horizon has things everywhere, but they're not important, no. which I think is I think is better because like it's the reason I I bounced off Assassin's Creed Odyssey so much is because I felt like I was like tripping over things to do in that game. Um, Whereas in Horizon, you know, there are things everywhere that are unimportant, and so you can largely walk past them, and it's not a big deal unless so you really want to go and kill an enemy to get a resource and upgrade a thing. But like, is that really worth including? And I still don't know if that's if that's the case. Um, and you know, s- similarly on its head to that, the other game using that engine is Death Stranding, yeah, which is like like an open-world canvas, basically, right? Like, there is next to nothing in that game aside from what other players have put there and the various far more spread out things that are there that are, like, capital T things to go to. Right. You know, like, proper points of interest. Camps. um Yeah. Yeah, buildings, refineries and stuff. And, like, you, you will find other less important things in that world, but those are things that other players have set up, which I think is what makes that game really fascinating. Mm. Um But yeah, they're sort of like, I think, like, and I, you know, Death Stranding came out after Horizon, but I hope that they can kind of learn from Death Stranding for the the next one and sort of make the world not feel as, like... You know, like, or maybe even just, like, has the default option on the map not show me all of these things. Even. Totally.
2: Like, if they had, like, three versions of a map, you know, like Google Maps, where they've got, like, the map and the terrain and uh, the satellite. Like, if they've you, got, you like, can a, turn, a You can hunting turn all those map things
0: map. off on the map.
2: You can turn them off individually, yes. But by default, they're all on. And yes, you don't know that important. they're not all useful. So, like, if yeah. they have, like, here's a hunting map. So, if you want to go find a particular monster or a particular machine, you can. Here's mm. a quest map. Here's a tribe map i don't know like if they have if they have like different layers you could or filters you could put on top of it yeah no that would i agree
0: yeah i think i think it would be good if they're gonna have like like map lenses Mm. um as well as like the fourth option being you know you you decide right
2: Mm, mm, mm. um yeah this game's got a few rough edges in different spots but i hope they can sand those down (laughs)
0: Yeah, and like I feel like they can right because like you know they came out so strong with this, especially after Killzone Shadowfall. Um, and the game before that was, did they make Killzone Mercenaries or is that someone yeah, else? Yeah, they did. The, no, that was they them. did make they did make the Vita one, right? Okay, um, you know, what an about face. But like still, it's you know, not a perfect game. Mm. I would still I would still give it a a nine.
2: Well, that's the thing. Horizon came out twenty seventeen, same year as Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey, and you it, know, it
0: was the same period. It was the same month. Almost. Well, it was
2: the same. It was it was like seven days before Breath of the Wild, and then mm-hmm. Odyssey was at the end of the year. Mario Kart Eight came out, the Switch came out, and Horizon got absolutely buried. Um, I hope it. <laughs> I hope it stands the chance to sort of stand on its own two feet, but it's also coming out with Starfield, Breath of the Wild 2, Elden Ring, and God of War Ragnarok. So (laughs) we'll see.
0: Yeah. Like, I think it has a better chance this year because it it will have time to breathe. Um, It's
2: coming out, like, less than a week after Elden Ring.
0: Yeah, but those games are different enough. They are. You know, like, like
2: the,
0: the, the crossover between those two, aside from people who just, like, you know... Play everything. play everything. Yeah, like there's not a whole lot of crossover there.
2: Yeah. All right, Jeremy. Speaking of from software,
0: <laughs> let me tell you about a game called Bloodborne. Yeah, man, it's funny every time. Uh, I am very close to not not talking about it anymore, but I'm close to I, I'm close to closing the book on it. <laughs> right? Don't worry, like you'll keep
2: hearing about it. You, you
0: will, but that's like, but in a in a in a past tense setting very soon. So, <laughs> I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the, the home stretch of my, of my, um, 100% Bloodborne run. Your journey. Yes. My, 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 my saga, my odyssey. Um, what I will talk about is two things that I've never spoken about my Bloodborne because I've never done them before and two things that I didn't really know what they were until doing them. So, the first one is the DLC for this game, which I bought prior to starting this run, which I'd never played before. Um, this DLC is called The Old Blood and is one of, like... It is It is a really sick DLC. It is a really, really cool DLC. Um, I've never done FromSoft DLC before because the other games that I've played, like... Like, Dark Souls kicked me out of the game before I could do the DLC, <laughs> which was yeah really disappointing. Um... Sekiro doesn't have DLC. It has a boss rush mode and weird online play. Um and Demon's Souls doesn't have DLC either. So I bought it and I played it. And it's sick. Um it is it is it is very like I'm I'm going to assume that most well, I know actually I know the Dark Souls 3 DLC isn't that, but like the Dark Souls 1 and 2 DLC is largely adjacent and also semi-prequel-ish to the main story of the game
2: so i can um, i can safely tell you that dark souls 1 is well, you get taken to two separate areas that are very distinct from the the main game world um and have their own history and have stuff to do with characters you've come across in the main game um but yeah they're very distinct and kind of time bending like you don't really know what their deal is
0: right no.
2: But um, this, they've got some th- of the hardest bosses in the game, <laughs>
0: right? Okay, yeah, and it's, it's the same with this. Um, like the 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 I feel like from DLC is like endgame. Like, hey, you want a challenge? Like, get ready. Um, <laughs> it's so the the old blood DLC is really cool because what it does is puts you in a different realm, um, which is. For those who are unaware, the beasts in the game and Bloodborne is all about people being starved of blood because they want to gain enlightenment. And there is awful arcane medicine got to do with blood transfusions and accepting different deities as existing, etc, etc.
2: You know, the usual.
0: Yeah, like, you know, really... This the stuff that, you know, you would not go into it being surprised about because it makes sense looking at it like that. But when you take it out of context, you're like, what words are you saying? <laughs> um So in this one you go to a place called the Hunter's Nightmare. Um this is where hunters go when they are obsessed with blood and are transfixed by it. And they go there to just have a they are stuck in basically a perpetual loop of hunting beasts and taking blood except not on the real world. It's like in, it's basically in their mind.
2: It's like that, um, uh, that training room in dragon ball.
0: What the, it's got, it's got a really cool name. Um,
2: the, the hyper, the
0: hy- hy- hyper, hyperdemic. No, hyper, hypen- hy- no, is it hyperbolic? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hyperbaric? I think.
0: No, it's a hyperbolic time chamber. Hyperbolic? It is the hyperbolic,
2: yeah. As in hyperbole, yeah. What the
0: hell? <laughs> yeah. Um. So what's cool is that you are fighting hunters that are not like, like a lot of the enemies in this game are not like, like there are a lot of beasts, but they, there are a ton of hunters everywhere, and they're all just going on hunts, and so you're just walking into hunters killing beasts. Um. And, like, a lot of the enemies in this game, it's, like, they're alive, regular versions of these of these things. So, like, there are, like, beasted-up hunters around in, in Yarnum when you're playing through the regular game, but you get to see their, like, person versions. Um, as well as, like, the dogs, you get to see just, like, just a regular-ass dog as opposed to, like, a fucked-up, you know, gory, rotted one that wants to, like, kill you and stuff. Like, they still want to kill you, but they just look like regular dogs. Um, which is really kind of different Um, and makes the area feel like it makes the area feel unique it's also a like it's also a lot of areas that you've been to before but they've sort of smashed them all together and there's weird mountains going through them that make it look like uh, the memory of the area that you have been to and that's sort of what it's trying to invoke it's trying to invoke if you had to draw this area without seeing it what would you what would you draw um, And it looks sick. Like, you know, they always do vistas really well and stuff, but they do it really, really cool in this. Um, what this leads to is three incredible bosses, one of them being a person named, well, one of them being a thing called Ludwig, who is like a horse man that changes halfway through and pulls out uh, the moonlight sword carrying. <laughs> Oh really? The moonlight greatsword. Yep, yep, it's in this one as well. (laughs) That's the only thing that's in every single from. Oh no, it's it's not in Sega. but it's in all of those games. Just like Um, patches, just like patches. (laughs) Which then leads you to the top of a really big clock tower, in which you fight. Oh what the fuck is the name of this person? Like it's a really it's 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 the th- one of the coolest bosses that I that I fought. Uh, Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. Another sick as fuck name for a sick as fuck fight. And she is very tall and has a very strong sword and I beat her without dying and it was really close the entire time and I felt amazing when I did it. Which then leads me <laughs> to <laughs> the coast where I fought the, one of the most fucked up things that I've seen in this game called the Orphan of Koz. Um, you head to the coast. There is a dead great one there which is a, a, a god. Then what climbs out of the, the dead great one similar to Han climbing out of, like Han going, Han, Han putting Leia inside of the fucking Tauntaun in, uh, in Empire Strikes Back. Luke, please. Sorry, Han putting Luke in the Tauntaun Empire Strikes Back this gross skinny tall being like comes out and has got like a big meat cleaver hand but is like is it's re- it's it's so gross it's so fucking gross should and it I, makes me I so should i look it up oh, i've you've
2: done
0: I've, it. I've I've got it here Ugh. it's it's so it's it's really disgusting. Wow. I feel
1: like that that sword would just make a wet sound rather than a sharp sound. It, it yeah, it makes doesn't look a, particularly sturdy. It's, yeah. it's 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 not it is
0: it is a very blunt weapon. It is it's not for, a sharp. It's for weapon.
1: whacking, not
2: slashing.
0: It is for smashing um and also he will sometimes rip one of those little pupils out and throw <laughs> it at you. It is it is very very gross.
2: Oh and it climbed out of that thing?
0: Yes, it climbs out of this
2: thing. Ugh. Um, <laughs> orphan uh, just, of Cos tribute r slash Bloodborne,
0: <laughs> just for reference. This is Lady Maria of the Astral Clock Tower. Oh, um, she is sick as fuck. Um, nice. real fun to fight. Um, yeah. So, uh, the orphan of Cos just screams the entire time and yells and has like theoretically just been born, right? Like is has just been birthed out of this great one. Um. There is law behind that. I'm not going to get into it, but like the, the, it, you're basically fighting like a big angry baby that is in the <laughs> form of this skinny man.
2: God baby. Um,
0: right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fucking the hardest fight I've ever done in a dark souls game. Like three days of me just fighting this one boss. Um, for like
2: a lot of time each yeah, day. Like too.
0: long play sessions, like six hour play sessions of me just fucking
2: losing. <laughs> Um, June's like fuck that <laughs> yeah and like it was, it, I, hats off it was honestly hard.
0: like it was really hard like I did it and when I did it it felt amazing but it was one of those things where like I'm going online and I'm like trying to like I'm googling like orphan of course like how'd you do it and people on Reddit are being like how the fuck do you beat this boss people are being like just keep trying there's no there's no like there's a strategy and there are ways about like you have to be really aggressive with this boss but there's no cheese and there's no one way to do it it's just be good at Bloodborne (laughs) um, which this boss is far and away harder than any other boss in this fucking game like I didn't have any issues with any of the other bosses in in the DLC or really basically in this run Um, and this one just completely kicked my ass and it wasn't even that I was under leveled because I was like I wasn't over leveled but I was sort of getting to that point where I was hitting the cap on levels he's just so fast and hits like a ton of bricks, and will catch you off guard really, really quickly. Um, when I did it, like I felt like elated, um, but it was it was a it was a real struggle, It was a genuine struggle. Um, fucking cool though, <laughs> I did it. and this leads me to the final part, which is the last thing I have to do before I go and complete the game which is Chalice Dungeons. So it turns out there are dungeons in this game. And by dungeons, I mean randomly generated maps that you can just create and generate based on items you have in this game. And you can have infinite Bloodborne. You can just keep going through dungeons over and over again. They are randomly generated. They're all prefabbed, but they're all, like, different. There's, like... Like nine bosses I think in this game at least that are just in chalice dungeons as I've never seen before and they bring back bosses from the Bloodborne story and put them in the dungeons as well and sort of give them like a little bit of a twist, give them a different location, give them a different, like, not mechanic, but make them make them feel different. And there's seven different types of dungeons and they all have three different variants and you can put in seeds to play like someone's like oh hey like there's this one that will give you a really good item really early or this one like hey this like a really well made one and you can then search online to join other people in their dungeons and you can have people join in your dungeons and you can add modifiers onto your dungeon as well to give it like a different twist you can make people invade your dungeon to like try and fuck you up if you want like a challenge I didn't know this was in this game <laughs> <laughs> this is not explained at all. It's there. It's in the Hunter's Dream the entire time. Oh, like, really? So, you know, like the layout of it where there's like the house and there's the the stairway to the house which just got where the levels are. There's the wraparound back way up the hill and that's where the dungeon, that's where the chalice dungeon um, uh, graves are to allow you to enter. So you can have like eight of them going at any given moment.
2: Whoa. Oh. Right? Is, it, right? is it DLC? No. Right? Was it post release content? No. Wow. Okay. What? I didn't know this. <laughs> no, neither did I. I never looked at this at all. Fucking sick. Unlimited Bloodborne. Don't worry, we'll always have a Bloodborne minute.
0: <laughs> no, we won't. Great. Um, <laughs> Like so, like the reason I'm going through it is because I have to I have to kill a bunch of bosses and then defeat like the final chalice dungeon boss to get a trophy, um as well as there's a bunch of weapons that are only in the chalice dungeons which you which you can get, um. And then after I get all that, it's just like beat the game, consume three thirds of an umbilical cord, become a great one.
2: Don't you have to? Didn't you post the list of things which is like. All I have to do for the platinum now is beat the game start it over again beat it again to get the different ending and then go back again for the final time get like a different ending from the start and then it's done
0: so it, it it it's more condensed than that so I beat the game once already so I have one of the, one of the three endings and if i if I save and reload by pulling from a cloud save prior to me finishing the game I can get both endings within like an hour um one of like one of it's it's a it's a souls game so it's like one of the endings is do not engage and then it will just cause an ending um which is basically you don't have to do a fight at all there's no final fight um but the other then there's some
2: secret like new game plus ending or something
0: no that's what i'm doing now because this is my new game plus oh okay um I think, or is this my New Game Plus? I don't remember if it is. It does it doesn't matter because like the New Game Plus stuff doesn't like there's no New Game Plus ending. It's just like know what you're doing all the way through. It's easier if you do it on New Game Plus. Um but you, there's nothing that is required on New Game Plus. I
2: No, oh, so there's just three oh. endings and you have to see all three endings. I hope. <laughs>
0: mm. I will consult my guide. <laughs> I've got a very long Reddit post, which just details every single fucking thing to do in this game.
2: Oh, you're not actually using a, a guide? No, I am. But it's just a Reddit post. It,
0: it, it's a long... It's it's the most comprehensive guide that exists. Okay. Um, it's, it is, like, outstanding.
2: Okay. I look forward to hearing more of your escapades.
0: Um... There is another thing that I wanted to bring up, which was uh, GDQ happened. Oh yeah. Over this week, um, did you either of you watch any, any 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 six speed runs? So there was one that I saw. Well, I saw a few, but there was one that I saw that I want to shout out, which was someone completing Sekiro in two hours while completely blindfolded. Oh, what the fuck? And just has to know the map, how far to run. And sound cues
2: so this was by Mitch Riz.
0: yes yes one of three people to have finished this game blindfolded
2: in two hours 35 seconds. that's pretty wild that's cool. I, I,
0: I couldn't believe what I was watching it was it was unreal it was there was you know bosses that I struggle with and he's just listening for the correct sound cue and then timing things correctly. And things are not like hear a sound, press a button. It's like hear a sound, do a count in your head, hit then hit the button at the right moment, while also dodging out of the way.
2: Yeah, that's intense. Of attacks. Looks like Mitros was the first person to do it ever. Yes, in yes, on the 30th were. of July, around the 30th of July, around mid year last year. Um. Yeah, that's that's really cool.
0: It was it was unreal to watch. Um made me want to go and play that game again that game is so cool that game is so refined Mm. there's no leveling in that game
2: Mm. it's just you and your brain it's just you and your sword and your one difficulty setting
0: are you going through those games Kerry? theoretically is that still is that still the plan?
2: I was thinking of streaming today or tomorrow and then I'm like I don't know if I want to play any more Dark Souls 2 ever (laughs)
0: Yeah, you're not, you're not, like... I've spent, not like, 35 anymore.
2: hours in that game, and then I was looking at, like, someone's playthrough on YouTube in like, their playlist, and, like, it's Northern Lions, and I'm watching his... Like, I look at his playlist, and I've been wa- watching along with him up until the point where I've played, and then, like, stopping. And I'm up to, like, part, like, 27 or something, and I look at the playlist, and it goes to, like, 60... And, like, the last six parts are all three-hour uncut VODs. So I'm like, how the hell does this game have another, like, 30, 40 hours of content in it? Like, I'm sure it does the DLC, but, like, oh, my God. (sighs) I'm, like, a level 120-something in that game. I don't know. Yeah,
0: that's ridiculous. The fact that you're that high a level and it's, like, you can't even see the end at the moment.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I just, I think about Dark Souls 2 and I just want to sigh. Like, so that's what's happening for me at the moment um heading into Elden Ring I'm worried I'm thinking about I'm thinking maybe I should play one of the newer ones to like get into it a bit maybe Bloodborne or Sekiro um cuz I could play Demon Souls but like the like the re-release but it's the old game design yeah so yeah I don't know I've been thinking about it but yeah I want I want to play through them all but we'll see the, the games are so long
1: are
2: you uh, going to play
0: any of them
1: June they nope. all
0: interest you? No. No. <laughs> no.
1: <Nope. laughs> nah. I I played Bloodborne a little bit, uh, and I couldn't get into it. And I get too frustrated. I don't have the stamina mm. or the resilience or something. I don't know.
2: Endurance. Blood,
1: Bloodborne took me a long time
0: to get into. Because yeah. I I bought the game when yeah. it came out. And I only got into it last year.
1: Hmm.
2: Yeah. It was the same for me. Like it took like four or five tries at a souls game i've spoken about it on the podcast before but you know then once i got it when i was playing bloodborne they all click yeah it just the whole <laughs> the whole series just makes sense all of a sudden mm. um,
1: well still waiting for that
2: yeah <laughs> it something i really like watching is and i i've said this before in the past as well but uh i was looking at northern lines playlists uh yesterday i saw all of his randomizers for dark souls and that's such a good time because you get like the cuz the the difficulty is flat, right? It's just really fucking hard from the start. And so you you you're coming up against like endgame bosses in the starting area. But if you manage to get far enough ahead, then all of a sudden you can just you can just clear through the whole thing once you've once you've got enough but the starting bullshit you have to deal with in a Dark Souls randomizer, where like you get cursed and you lose half your health permanently, unless you can find like a purging stone or something, oh, it's very fun. Uh, as per usual, that was way denser than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, been a few weeks. It has been a few weeks. So what we're going to do now, we're going to have a break. Uh, and then we're going to come back with the question corner. Um, which is probably just going to be the entirety of the second half of the show. Uh, I think I'm okay with that. We we were kind of on the fence about that, but with how long we've taken now and how long the next bit's going to take, I think I'm comfortable calling the episode there. Uh, June, what? Do, <laughs> how are we have you figured out a way to say this?
1: <laughs> no, but I'm going to try.
2: <laughs> okay, good luck.
1: So. All right, so games from 2010 to 2015, we have to choose our favorite game. And then we're going to pit them against each other in Fuck Marry Kill. Yeah. Yeah. Can that be any game or is it only PS?
2: Any game in that time period.
1: Yeah. Okay. So any console. Yeah. 1st of January 2010,
0: 31st of December.
2: 2015. So six years. All of 2010, one year.
0: 2011, Mm, 12, 13, 14, 15. Ah.
2: Yeah. Starting at zero is weird. Yeah, it is. So I think... On the last episode, we were talking about choosing our top three and then choosing our top one after that and bring it into the FMK. What do you guys think about that? Should we do top three each or just come in with our top one?
0: Choosing one's going to be hard. We might have yeah. doubles as well.
1: Um, Go top three and then you can choose one to put in the, the Fuck Miracle. Okay. How's that? Okay.
2: Sounds good. Okay, everyone, have a think. We definitely need to do that. This is gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get some pen and paper out right now. <laughs> uh, good luck making your lists, everybody. Uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the minimap cast. Turns out, a lot of really good games came out between 2010 and 2015. June, what's the question for the week?
1: Um. Pick your top three games from 2010 to 2015, and then we're going to choose one to fuck, marry, kill from all of ours.
2: Mm. You've done a really good job of making that mess of a a topic succinct. (laughs) Well done. Thank
1: you. Uh, I can go first. Sure. So my top three, I think, not in any order because... Sure. Fuck that. Because fuck that. <laughs> uh Life is Strange. Yep. Shocking. Um Dragon Age 2. And Okay. New Leaf. Animal Crossing New Leaf.
2: Okay. Mm. Any any crossover, Jeremy?
1: No. No, mm.
2: no no crossover with mine either. Nice. Did you have any that were like really close but just didn't quite make it?
1: Until dawn was I was tossing up between New Leaf and Until Dawn but I think I got I definitely played more New Leaf than I did Until Dawn so mm-hmm. uh sorry what was your first one Life is strange Right Um and then Red Dead as well I was thinking about putting in there but I don't know the second one is just better so
2: <laughs> mm. I played more of that this week Did you got to chapter 3
1: Good job yeah.
2: Thanks
0: do you know um? Do you know which one? Wait. So are, are we are Carrie and I choosing which one to nominate from yours, no. or are
2: you choosing one? To I'm going to listen to all
1: of yours, and then we're going to choose afterwards.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I I can go next. Go for it. So my top three. This is and this was hard. Um, but my top three was Portal Two, FTL, and The Binding of Isaac Rebirth. Um which took out Dark Souls, Just Cause Two, Mass Effect 2, and Destiny. Those mm. were all in the running, but and there were a few others, but they, they didn't those others got cut first, so I won't mention them. So yeah, Portal Two, FTL, and the Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, specifically rebirth. Um FTL's such a good pick. Mm. It's such a good pick. Like it, it's one like if you'd asked me in twenty fifteen I don't even know if I played it in twenty fifteen. Like the say the year I started playing it for the first time. If you'd asked me then if it was like top three, I probably would have said no. But every time I come back to it and it's still so fucking amazing, it just like re-strengthens its place, I think, in my head. It like it reinforces its its dominance <laughs> in in the in the standings. How about you, Jeremy? Uh Journey. Okay.
0: Civilization five. Okay. And The Legend of Zelda, The Link Between
2: Worlds. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that you played that.
1: Mmm. Yep. Why did probably you decide... heard that
2: you played that but uninternalized it.
1: What yeah, what were your runners up?
0: Uh runners up were like Portal 2 was up there, um Splunky One.
2: Yeah, I thought about in that there. for a sec. Yeah,
0: um, Last of Us was around there. Um, I don't know. Like, I didn't like. I wasn't super really pulled by a lot mm. of these. Mm. Um, Minecraft was up there. Yeah. Um, but like, and it's not because I don't think they're good. Because I think a lot of those are amazing. But it's just like I think. I Think like you know like, like memorable. Like really heavy memories are tied to playing those specifically. Yep. Like I know I can remember where I was when I played Last of Us for the first time, but like I remember playing, A Link Between Worlds. Playing Journey, I remember buying Journey.
2: Yeah, do you remember when Journey came out? And like, did you have that same thing where like, like friends parents would would be like, oh, you're the games kid. Have you heard of this game called Journey? It's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard about it. It's, yeah, it's getting re- <laughs> so
0: like, I, I, I knew about it before it was coming out only because I had played Flower in the yeah. past. Yeah, And so I was like following that studio. Um, so I was like, you know, all the head of the curve. No, but it was like, I was, uh, I, I was watching it get those reviews being like, oh, oh.
2: Game
1: yeah okay so I'm gonna um, I feel like would it be better if we all choose something that everyone has played
2: that's what I'm thinking I kind of want to put something in here that I know you all appreciate to a fair degree
1: uh have you all played I'm 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 assuming you have you either of you played Dragon Age 2
2: I, no. I played the demo. Okay, um, that doesn't count. And that it left a, a fair impression <laughs> on me. I under, I understand what the game is, uh, but okay. I don't have much. I don't have any attachment to the characters or story.
1: Then I'm gonna choose New Leaf. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm 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 throwing in FTL. I'll
0: put in I'll put in Journey. Ugh,
2: God. So journey... journey, new leaf, new leaf, and FTL. I don't want
1: to fuck any of these. FTL. What do you mean? <laughs> fuck, that's really hard.
0: I don't. And I don't want to kill any of these either.
2: Oh, that's what makes these ones good. Okay, so. Fuck. Alright, I've kill. got it. journey, FTL. Yeah, I think you know, I've did got you mine. Figure it out? Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Uh... <sighs> <laughs> Jeez, I think I've got my kill.
0: Shall we? Shall we start, and then you can, you can listen to to some of our reasoning and see how you go.
2: Yeah, I think. I, yeah.
0: So. Mine is kill FTL, Ooh. fuck Journey, marry New Leaf. Yeah, mine's the same. Yeah, and my my reasoning being, FTL is really mean at times. It's very very mean, and also there's a lot of RNG in FTL.
2: And it's a roguelike.
0: It is a roguelike, but it is a it is like one that is a lot of the time. You, like be beyond your ability to actually control, um, and I don't get me wrong, I, I adore that game. I love that game. I think it's like outstanding, but it's very unfair sometimes. Therefore, it deserves to die. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will fuck Journey <laughs> because
2: you there for a for a good time, not a long time.
0: Yeah, which is what journey is, right? You're not there for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go back, you can do it again, but like, you know, it's a it's it's a short game, it's like 90 minutes, two hours. Um which is, you know, that's <laughs> plenty of time. Um And also there's a part in that game, the part where you like gain some serious speed for the first time and the music kicks up and you're going down the big hill and you're sliding, right? That part is like, oh, that part is sex. (laughs) And New Leaf, it's lovely. It's home. It's where the hearth is. Mm. New Leaf.
2: That's my reasoning. I think I'm killing Journey fucking FTL marrying you, Leaf
0: that was my backup Mm.
2: yeah like you see the thing is like no matter which way you slice it Animal Crossing is a long burn and it's also one that if you really want you can continue to play and continue to get stuff out of and you know enjoy your villages and stuff like that like it's kind of hard to see this as anything other than something you stick with for the long haul you know what I mean yeah yeah. It's it's not a it's not something you'd have a fling with. I don't know. And FTL no. I could see just just like focusing really hard on being really good at that game and then being like, Alright, that's enough. <laughs> that's enough, I'm done.
0: I, I, I don't think FTL would be a good fuck. <laughs> Selfish lover. Faster than light
2: I think it would be a thoughtful experience. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: Neither do I.
2: <laughs> cool. What's, that what's was very your, insightful. What's, what are your feelings, June?
1: Uh, I don't really have anything profound to say about that. Um, <laughs> I chose to kill FDL because... I, had, I haven't really... I mean, I've played it, but I never really got that into it. So it was kind of easy choice to get it out of the... Get it out. So, yeah. And then the reason I think New Leaf is just... It, it, it's, like, meant to be married. They made that game for you to marry it, so...
2: Yeah.
0: It's true. It's very true.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There cool. for a long time, not a good time.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, both...
2: No, 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 no. That's no, no. <laughs> well, do you? I'm want... surprised. I'm surprised You're... we made that come together. So quickly. <laughs> I, I thought that would be arduous. That would be taxing. <laughs> so go us.
1: <laughs> um. Well, Jeremy had a really good idea for a question for next week, so I think we're just going to use Jeremy's for next week. We'll, we'll, uh, mm-hmm. we'll stay off the fuck, marry, kill for a little bit. We need a little purge for a couple of weeks, what's the, I think.
0: What's, the, what, what's it called? The refractory period? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jeremy,
2: if you write the name and episode description for this podcast, you're not allowed to mention that. You're not allowed to write that down at all.
0: (laughs) We're having a cigarette.
1: (laughs) The question is what's a road trip game that you used to play? Like, what game did you just play in the car? Do you remember that you used to play in the car a lot or something? Along those lines.
2: My first thought is a Game Boy Color game. Mm,
1: Yes. Me too. Mine's a DS
0: because I'm younger than you.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you ever forget it?
0: I never had a Game Boy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> My friends did. I just never had one. You know, I wasn't. I wasn't too young for a Game Boy, but like, I just. I just didn't get one. I like, was I, almost like, too I...
2: young for a Game Boy.
0: No, but GBA, there were games that I would have been into. There's a biological fucking GBA game that I really wish I had.
2: I I guess I didn't count the Advance.
0: Oh in right.
2: That. I meant like Game Boy.
0: Right. Yeah. Never had a GBA. Yeah, Never yeah. had a DS. I had, a had a DS, DS Lite.
2: Yeah, they... Did the DS Lite have the slot for the Advance games? Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, it did. Yep. Good. No, the original d-
1: original out. DS.
0: It did the ugly one.
1: Hey, it's not that ugly. It's not ugly. I like it. <laughs> so Mine was
2: blue. Sam's is blue. Mine was the original silver.
1: Mm. They don't close
0: correctly. What do you no, mean? they don't. No, they 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 stick out weirdly when they close on the side. They're very chunky. No,
2: they're not open. Like it's it's still a flat thing. Like the screens are like parallel. It's just that the the corners are curved.
0: They look like Sony music players. <laughs> Anyway. it'd like have a it'd have a latch that you can pop it on your pop it on your belt to hang off the side of your jeans. Did
2: anybody ever get the uh the the finger stylus strap that you're meant to use yes, for those DS's? I did. <laughs> I did have one of those. It's got the little thumb pad that you're meant to use on the touch screen.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. They were really bad. They're so bad. <laughs> it didn't it didn't make pointing work at all. No. And I remember like mum and I got it because we used to play the fucking the the brain training games yeah. and um same with like Nintendogs. And both mom and I are like, yeah, this would be great. We're gonna be so much more like we're gonna have so much more dexterity with the fucking touchpad. Like,
2: no. Strap was so short too. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> uh, well. That's it everyone. We've done it. Here we are at the end of the week. The end of the episode. End of the day. Uh thank you so much for listening. Uh <laughs> um if you wanted to listen to more things like this, you can find all previous episodes of the Minimap Cast wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on minimap, minimap.com.au. Um look out for new episode of the Pecking Order coming out. Look out for episode sixty-six of the Minimap Cast. It's probably gonna be buried in the feed because we've like reserved that number. <laughs> so but Minimap Cast episode number sixty six, if you want to hear uh, a bit more about Ratchet and Clank and June's thoughts, not much of them because a lot of them got cut out, but they're in there um, and our thoughts of uh, Takes Too Hot what? <laughs> Takes Too Hot <laughs> T-
0: Takes Too Hot, got cut
2: um, Also our initial impressions of the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, experience inside of Sea of Thieves was oh, in that episode God, yeah.
0: um, our, our only thoughts because we did not keep playing it Because
2: we didn't play it So, But like our discussion was pretty fun. So, if you if you're looking for more minimap cast, and you've listened to the whole catalog, check out look out for minimap cast number sixty six. That's going to be in there. Um, if you want to support us, you can rate the shows positively wherever you listen to us. You know, plus or the tick or the heart or the star or the five stars, whatever it is. Um, if you listen on Spotify or if you have Spotify, if you could rate our show positively there as well, we'd really appreciate it. You can also support us on patreon.com slash minimapau. Uh, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can go to Twitter um, as well as the website. But on Twitter, you'll get, you know, if you follow the account, we tend to tweet out every time along with a little snippet of each episode. Uh, the Twitter for minimap is at minimapau. We're all there individually as well. I'm there at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh most recently tweeting about Cobra Kai. Uh Jeremy, where are you on Twitter?
0: Uh at Obi Wan Jez. Make sure you keep up
1: to date with my wordles. June. June as J U N underscore s
2: And uh that's about it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.